River to Cross, Chapter 32, New Channel Under Construction, Quote, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. The trials of 1987 led me back to God, and he reminded me that his mercies are fresh and new daily, that he has grace greater than all my sin. God works to accomplish his purposes in our lives, and it's all him yet we still have our part to do. It was the our part that I began to work on over the next several years. Just as the dredging of a new river channel takes time and commitment, so a new direction in life requires a lot of focus and a firm direction. Not overnight, but over a lot of nights and a lot of days, God began to redirect my steps, to change my focus, and to help me learn how and why he works in my life. He was teaching me to begin to learn how to hear from him and how to respond. One of the main tools God used in my life, as he does in every life that is undergoing a serious dredging operation, is his word. Over the next several years, I began to spend more and more time daily in the Bible. In fact, there came a point in time around 1990 when I limited my intake of words solely to his word. Just as the Army Corps of Engineers rerouted the Homochitta River many years ago, God began to use his word to formulate new stream banks in my life, to revitalize the flow of God in my life, and to lead me to a fresh and new way of speaking, thinking, and living. The Bible, the Word of God, is not about restrictions. It's a wonderful love letter from God laying out the channels He has put in place that give the greatest joy and protection for our lives and honor for His kingdom. The other tool that took all of that to another level was prayer, listening to God and speaking with God. Prayer became a major part of my daily diet. I had some prayer partners, and we met daily, six days a week, very early in the morning. And for one to two hours, we stayed on our knees before the Lord. You might think that sounds radical, but truthfully, that is entry-level work for a life in transition. A river that is flooded for so long takes a lot of knee time. Time committed to prayer is time committed to a deeper, sweeter, more intimate walk with God. It's not just for recovering drunks. It's for all seeking to draw the real sustenance out of the river of life here on earth. An amazing thing happened. The long season of recurring floods began to recede. And in its place, there appeared new direction, a steady flow of God's presence and his work in my life, in our lives. People asked me to come and speak at their churches. I was asked to come to Roxy Church of God, and I remember seeing two old friends in attendance, Kenny and Missy Todd. I had not seen them in many years. The preacher told me the story of Missy asking him who was coming. She kept saying, I must have misunderstood the name, Pastor. Tell me again who is coming. God was doing some really good work as only he can do. But it was all him. I had my part. We all have our part. But we must understand that in the end, it's either all God or it's not of God at all. 
Then another amazing God-sized rechannelization work began to take place. The then-current sitting chancellor, Honorable R.B. Reeves, announced he would not seek re-election at the end of his term, which ended on December 31, 1994. Several people came to me and asked me about running for that position. In particular, a pastor, Mike Childs of Meadville United Methodist Church, told me God would have me run for that position. I kind of laughed him off, knowing what I knew about where I had been and the extreme scrutiny that would come to bear for a person seeking such a demanding and crucial judicial post. My wife and I committed to pray about this new channel that was being suggested to us. We would have to move away from a successful law practice with my father, Mays McGeehee, and Jimmy Torrey. I also was aware the compensation for a state court judge was significantly less than the income I was currently enjoying, which I habitually overspent. After about 30 days of prayer, we realized that God was calling me to seek the position to trust him with an effort that made no sense at all by any natural thinking. God was about to do another God-sized thing in our lives. I qualified to run and began campaigning for this very important judicial position, which had the responsibility of being the sole decision-maker for that court system across a four-county district. No one from my small home county of Franklin had ever been elected to that position. The chancellors always came from Pike County, which is four or five times the size of Franklin County. Further, two very experienced and well-known older, I was 40 at the time, attorneys from Macomb, Mississippi, a much larger town, had qualified to run. We trusted God, and the election results were overwhelmingly in our favor. What's more, God granted me favor with the people in my home county, the very people who had front row seats to all the flooding in my life to an unheard of extent. I carried about 90% of the vote in Franklin County and a very high percentage in the other three counties as well. Let me say again, this was not about me. This was all about what God had done, was doing, and would do going forward. All him, none of me. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. We learn by actual experience to trust in the Lord with all our heart, and he clearly directed our paths.